This podcast may contain adult language and adult themes. On the other hand, it may not. Sort of a podcast lucky dip. Welcome to the Happy Oxygen Podcast. My name is Simon Nichols and I am a dog walker. A dog walk for me is just over 25 minutes. I needed a podcast that was perfect for dog walks or anything else you do in 26 minutes. This is it. The Happy Oxygen Podcast is here to make you smile, laugh or feel a bit happier about yourself. Each episode will feature a special guest who will be asked why laughter and happiness has helped them on their journey through life and how that drives their positivity. This week, my guest is Kylie Anderson. Known as the cash flow queen and founder of Expert Impact, she helps service-based professionals take their existing knowledge and skills and turn them into online income through courses, programs, and membership sites. After seven years building a million-dollar real estate office, she's turned her focus to online for leverage with a passion for helping women to create bigger impact. Kylie is living a life of freedom, traveling the globe. Please enjoy your dog walk or other associated podcast listening activity. Kylie! Hello, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the Happy Oxygen podcast. It's awesome to be here and I feel a bit lost now because I don't have a dog to walk. I feel like I should be having one now. <laughs> well, if you go out and get a dog because of this to listen to your own podcast recording, <laughs> I think that'd be awesome and we could definitely get some social media coverage out of that. <laughs> I also mentioned that you can actually do anything that takes 26 minutes. So if you are baking some cakes and it takes 26 minutes, you can listen to this podcast. That's the beauty of it. You don't have to have a dog to listen to the podcast. It's just I do. And my dog walks about 25 minutes, hence why I've created this podcast to fill my time. But it's not about me. It's absolutely about you. Can you please tell me how you're feeling, but use your internal weather system? I like that. I was trying to think what was my internal weather system, given i just come back from sun and cold. <laughs> I've got a big external weather system happening right now. Um, but my, no, my internal one is generally optimistic. I must say I'm a very optimistic person. I always try and look on the bright side of life. But obviously, given the times at the moment, that's normally in between lonely tears of isolation. <laughs> but yeah, generally, I'm on the optimistic side of the world. So a, a sunny day... With occasional clouds passing, would that be a fair assumption? Perfect. Yeah, that's a brilliant description. Yeah, wonderful. That about occasional storm probably happening. <laughs> Bring on the storms, thunder and lightning. Very, very frightening yeah, me, Galileo. It. What do you find fun, Kylie? What do I find fun? Connecting. I'm a connector, as you mentioned in my profile coming. I'm a traveller. So one of the things I love to do is obviously explore. Some of my favourite things have always been having the most random conversation with strangers. So I love to just instigate random conversations. I've done it many, many times to much people. Horror. <laughs> I always find you find some most interesting facts and interesting conversations with the most random people. Who was your most random yeah, I remember having the best conversation. I used to um, work in pubs, obviously, because obviously I work from home. Sometimes I work in pubs. And there was one where I used to have this old boy come in and I used to chat with him all the time. And he used to love me because I was a breath of fresh air. He used to say coming into the pub of old stale men. I remember him telling me specifically about his daughter's journey to get him out the house more. 
and she ended up challenging him each year and she bought a book that he had to go through to go and find either the top 10 churches he used to have to go to the end of the tube lines and discover something new at the end of each tube lines and basically he had to do this challenge all the time to get out the house on a regular basis and I told him he should have written a book I really kind of felt like they should have done a book about him or a series about his little travels each year because yeah he did one every year she gave him something different to find and off he went and he had a ball like meeting new people doing new things and because he was stuck at home after his wife died yeah so that was the most random conversation I think I've had (laughs) that's incredible I love that I love I love challenges anyway I love Mm. the thought of someone being given to, to help with their with their happiness, to get them out of the house, to get that vitamin D into their body and to give them a purpose in life again. I think that's awesome. I think you should it was, make... Yeah, it was good fun. I think you should maybe become a ghostwriter and write that story yourself. I think that'd be Oh, nice. I hate writing. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably record it. I could probably record it. But yeah, it was just one of those, you know, when you just capture a moment, you think, oh, I wish someone would tell these stories. I love listening to some of the oldies because that's always something I've done. And they've always got such interesting stories to tell. So, yeah, for me, it's always just stopping and having a chat sometimes with one of the oldies to to find out what's going on in their life. Has your definition of oldies changed? <laughs> what, as I've got older? Yes. <laughs> I, I used to think old pe- I used to think old people were like sixty, and now I think old people are like Sir Tom Moore. Hundred, that's yeah, old 100. now. <laughs> yeah, no, I probably still I still think of them around sixty or seventy. It's just that I'm getting closer. <laughs> I know that feeling. It's lovely to hear you laugh. What makes you laugh the most? Oh, what laughs me most? Probably just, I don't know, just telling jokes. Like, you've always got a great sense of humour. <laughs> I'm a bit of a sarcasm girl, I am. So anyone that's got a bit of a pun or a bit of a, a play on words back to things, I always have a good giggle of, that's for sure. And my dancing crazy friends. I've got a couple of girls that love to dance and do stupid stuff, whereas I just sit there and watch them. <laughs> it's always funny to watch other people. To, to them to do funny things to make you laugh, that's the, uh, that's yes, the exciting bit. Yes, and they keep me entertained. Um. <laughs> Apart from your dancing friends, who or what inspires you on a daily basis? Oh, on a daily basis? Probably myself. (laughs) I'm really good at doing that. In a way, it's quite different, isn't it? I guess being through isolation, I've had to. It's quite interesting. But inspires me on a regular basis. I think my clients do, actually. Like when I'm listening to my clients and kind of what I get them to do and like they take on any challenge I give them. They're always putting themselves out of their comfort zone. They're always testing new things they've never done. So I guess in a way, maybe because of lockdown, and that's kind of a big focus at the moment, is yeah, watching them kind of excel at what they're doing really does interest me. It gives me joy when I listen to something they've achieved or done. Yeah. It sounds like you're setting your clients up with what that young lady did for her father backing the with his challenges of a of a particular <laughs> year. Right, you've got to do this in the next 12 months and and that'll get you out of the yeah. house. I love that. Inspiration. Yes. Who inspires you? Do you have anybody from your from your past or or your present who who totally gives you inspiration? Yeah, so my mum does. My mum is definitely my biggest advocate. I love her. She even watches my random videos, but but it's quite funny. She watches my videos, but then she tells me what I do wrong in them. <laughs> as as mums do. So mum's always been a big kind of sounding board, I guess. In relation to inspiration from a kind of I guess publicity or someone specific, is I've always been a big Oprah fan. 
Oprah's been one of my things where I've always seen myself as a mini Oprah in what I do. <laughs> I always like to say she's the Oprah of the TV world and I'm the Oprah of bringing out people's gifts world because I love seeing obviously other people's kind of passions and, and that. So yeah, I, I follow pretty well everything that she does and I have done for a long time. Yeah, she excites me. She's always doing something and challenging people. Oh, that's brilliant. And from the sounds of it, it's a challenge that you like. Did you have any mentors growing up or someone who was so influential in your life? I mean, you've mentioned your mother. Do you think that that it's been her mentoring that that really pushed you to where you are today? That's a good point. Do you know, I actually don't think I've ever had a real mentor. Isn't that funny? I'm probably one of the only people that haven't. I was always unique. I was always a bit different. It's funny, when I look back at when I grew up, everyone always said to me afterwards, it was quite funny, that I'd be the one that did something different. And yet I never saw it in myself. So, of course, when I got married young and did all that stuff that everyone else did and then obviously ran away a year later, when I started travelling the globe and doing all these things, everyone said to me, we always knew it'd be you. But yet I never saw it in myself. So I didn't really have a, a mentor in relation to kind of doing what I'd done because no one around me had ever left. I grew up in small country towns. They're still there in that small country town. Most of them have never left. So they didn't really ever take on the challenges of what I what I did with my life, really. So, yeah, I haven't actually really ever had a, a proper cast as a mentor. Are you not basically just describing the scene from Muriel's wedding where... <laughs> Where the, bye Shark Bay, bye. I love that. I love the fact that everybody else is still there and you're out there travelling the globe and uh, making yeah. uh, making people happy. It's true though, it's what, it's what happens. It's like they stay in their little worlds and yeah, half of them never get on a plane, never see anything. Yeah. Grasp life by the by the nettle stem. That's a uh, exactly yeah. We over here at Thrive, we have something called the virtual happy jar. And the idea is that you put something in this jar that not only brings you happiness, but actually, upon someone else opening it, they might find happiness as well. Now, the virtual happy jar is very big. You can fit anything you want into it. It's had a blue whale immersed into it. It's had love. It's had an accordion. What is the thing that you would put in our virtual happy jar? I think I think after the last few weeks I've had, it'd have to be my swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> given the fact that, oh my God, I've forgotten how much I love being in water and swimming. So yeah, given given my holiday, I've just taken, well, my business trip. Yeah, it'd, it'd have to be my swimming pool right now. <laughs> so I can paddle around, soak up the sun and enjoy life. All I can say is our blue whale in the virtual happy jar is going to be very happy for that because he didn't have anywhere to swim around in. So it'll be... Uh... Exactly. See, I've already shared it with someone. Exactly. <laughs> Sharing is caring. Oh, that's wonderful. It's so good that our jar is so big that it can actually take a full Olympic-sized swimming pool. Um, <laughs> uh, a quick one here, because we can tell from your accent that you're not from around here. But do you love where you live? Or would you like to live somewhere else? Now, I know you've got a travel bug, so you probably can't pin you down. But where would you like to live if you could live anywhere in the world? Yeah, that, that's a fun one right now, isn't it? <laughs> Given I'd do anything to get out of these four walls. So obviously, yeah, I'm based in Milton Keynes right now, which actually I quite love. I have to say, I quite enjoy it. I moved out of London. I've been in London for 15 years, 16 years. 
So actually moving to Milton Keynes is nice. Everyone's friendly. It's a close and knit network. So it's actually been really quite good for me. I had missed that. Whether I would live anywhere else in the world right now, <laughs> I've got my eye on a beach place up on Queensland's coast above oh. Brisbane. That's going to be my retirement, I think, somewhere up there I'm having an Aussie at right now. So, but yeah, I like to have a base and then I just get my inspiration from traveling to different places anyway and experiencing different cultures. So it doesn't really matter where I live in that regard. But I do quite like where I am right now. Oh, that's all. You know, meet cool people like you. Oh, yeah. thank you so Not much. Bad. Well, I'm, 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 I'm actually looking forward, and this is going to sound the wrong way, I'm really looking forward to moving to Queensland. Not because I uh, I won't see you, but I'll be able to visit you, which would be absolutely amazing. So Totally, yeah, it'll be open to anyone. Yep. <laughs> Wonderful. I want to take you back now, and um, I'm going to do it in a very sympathetic or empathetic way. And I want to take you back to your 15-year-old self. and. Having journeyed through life and all the countries you've travelled to and all of the the things that you've seen, what would you write on the back door of that toilet to your 15-year-old self to give them a bit of guidance or maybe a bit of advice? Yeah, I think the big one for me is, especially as a female and doing what I've done and putting yourself in different situations and things like that, I think there's a couple of things for me. I think definitely you are enough, like 100%, no matter what you do, where you are, who you are, you are enough. And I think for me, it's that you're unique and special. So it's always kind of shine your own light, never compare yourself to anyone else, travel your own path and basically just take that first step in whatever you want to do. Follow your dreams, I guess, in a way. You can do and be anything that you want to be. Do you think your 15-year-old self would have listened to the follow of dreams? No, no. Your 15-year-old self would probably say, look, do what you're told, listen to your (laughs) mum. No, I think that understand that your teachers aren't always right. So I think one of my big learning curves for me was obviously with my English teachers and stuff, I was always told I couldn't write. How, why do you think I have a, a an aversion to writing now? Because yeah. my teachers always used to tell me I was awkward. But yet, isn't it funny how now that awkwardness has turned into the best thing for online marketing because they want you to write like you speak. So sometimes it doesn't matter what someone tells you. It, if that's your gift or if you love to do it, do it anyway. A lovely piece of advice for anybody, actually, if you love what you do, do it anyway. We've started to bring films into it, and I'm a, I'm a big movie buff, and I've already mentioned Notting Hill and, uh, and Muriel's Wedding. What's your favourite go-to fun film or happy film, and what scene in particular makes you laugh every time you see it? I'm a big, big bit of an old romantic there, so I mean, Pretty Woman is my favourite movie. And I guess it's because she she knew she had a spark in her that she did she knew was there, no matter what was going on around her, what was situation she was in, she always had a spark. But the favourite scene in it is when she obviously walks into the shop after shopping and says, oh, you work on commission, don't you? Big mistake, big, big, big mistake. And then she walks out with all her shopping bags and, yeah, the lady's just standing there in horror. And that's, for me, is because you never judge anyone by by the cover. Absolutely. So there's some big lessons in Pretty Woman where, yeah, it's the fun of it and everything else that goes on. But I'd, I'd like to do a bit of a movie dissection on, uh, on Pretty Woman because I love Pretty Woman as well, and I've had Big mistake, big mistake, huge mistake. You do wonder what sort of life lessons that we can pull out of some of these films, especially the ones that had, I guess, an impact on us when we were younger as well. I used to really love the breakfast, I still do, the Breakfast Club. 
and the Goonies yeah. and, oh, yeah. and all of those, I guess, Ferris Bueller's Day Off were really a sort of a passion to me. When you think about those, I guess, your formative years of, of growing up and watching these films, which film takes you back to maybe that first cinema visit? What film brings that sort of level of joy where you first discovered films? Oh, Breakfast Club was one of them. I remember that all the time. And funnily, I just watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off again the other day. Because <laughs> obviously I was an 80s girl, so those sorts of ones were quite big. But I remember Pretty in Pink, what's her name? The block, I can't think of her name. Uh, Molly, oh, Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald, that's it, yeah. So that sort of one, it was that sort of scenario. It was the bunch of misfits all together and all that sort of thing. So I guess in a way I've got a bit of a theme for kind of the rebel kind of standing out a little bit in what they being a bit different because, yeah, they've always got something else going on, haven't they? Ferris was the same. He had to drive. Yeah, they all have a bit of a drive in them, don't they? I see a theme coming through here. I particularly... I know, look at that. It's brilliant. It's lovely. <laughs> just, just talking about films. I love that scene in The Breakfast Club where Judd Nelson, is it, is... Uh, I think is the the rebel and when he walks across the the football field at the end and he punches the air and yes that was completely unscripted it was, uh, was it? yeah so I think it was John Hughes who was the he just he, he put the camera on the floor and just told him yeah. to walk across the field and he just yeah, yeah completely unscripted but what a what a... oh bless him and he just felt the need to put his hand up and off he went oh, and, brilliant. and inspired many an 80s child to go and do something different and be uh, a big who they yeah. are yeah but all those movies were a bit like that weren't they bringing the rebels together and showing them that they're okay and they can make something of themselves and yeah so i love that sort of go everyone's unique everyone has a different viewpoint kylie yeah. what makes you happy cry oh happy cry i'm a sad movie girl <laughs> I can cry through any movie. I'm so pathetic. Like, I would even romance movies, dramas, all that sort of stuff. I do. I, I allow myself a good cry with a good movie. I don't do it so much with books or anything like that, but definitely with a, with a good movie. I don't cry very often otherwise. I'm like, life's too short. I've always said that. Yeah. I don't get stressed about the big stuff very often. Don't sweat the small stuff. Brilliant. Not unless someone passes away, then it's a different story. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, then you uh, but, but can't be too flippant. <laughs> but then I always feel we're that way. We're in a celebration of life at that point. Are, That's the yes. way that I always view those things. An object. What is the one object in your life that brings you joy when you look at it or think about it or use it? What's what's your what's your or, or many objects mm. maybe? Now you got me thinking. My journal, I think. Oh. Because obviously I love journaling. So, yeah, just being able to write down my thoughts, my notes. I'm not really a gadgety type person or that sort of stuff. And I love, I'm a bit of a traditionalist because I love my old photo albums too. Ah. So I have my photo albums of all my trips and my travels on my shelves and I bring them out quite often. So I do sit there and go through them and go, oh, look at that. Wow, that seems so long ago. I'm getting old. (laughs) But remembering the experiences, because obviously, yeah, I've done so many trips. So that is one thing I do still enjoy doing. And I get the old traditional, yeah, photo albums out. I miss having photos. I've got thousands on my phone and you think, I miss having them in a a format that I can just sit down. How many countries have you been to? I've been to about 45 different places wow so yeah different trips and i added it up not long ago yeah, a bit of a summary yeah something like 45 different destinations i've been to do you have a destination that, that whenever i mean we, we talk about having a happy cure when we're sad yes. we have a happy cure do you have a happy place do you have a, a point in time or a point in 
the world that you go back to when you need to feel happy? I always remember my Africa trip. Africa trip brings back amazing memories for me. So when I do, that's one of my biggest albums, funnily enough, is all the Africa photos because I spent two months in Africa travelling. And so when I really want to think about, oh, my God, I'm trapped or I'm stuck or whatever, I go back and look at those photos and just think about life because, um, again, it's such a contrasting place. It was one of my first experiences in travel and yet it, it gave me the, you're negotiating for money over the borders. It was scary at times. It was a big thing for someone out of a small country town to do. So it was quite scary. It was quite daunting. But yeah, and it's beautiful serenity. The animals in the wild, like you can never replace animals in the wild in a, in a proper sort of setting. So it had so many contrasts, the mud huts, the Maasai guys. I got traded for camels. So all that sort of stuff. So yeah, when I go back, when I think about stuff where I feel like I'm a bit trapped, I go back. That's why it's one of my biggest albums I look back through all the time and just remember and sit there and yeah just joys of life really mm. did you have one of your random conversations in africa that's <laughs> repeatable many obviously. random conversations in africa <laughs> <laughs> I had many encounters in africa one of my favorite spots was zanzibar was the what they call the um spice island and the spices was really interesting and just talking to the guys around how they make money and how they live and all that sort of thing was yeah really fascinating it was the guys on the truck trying to trade me for camels that I've still never forgotten apparently it's really bad because you can end up married you have to be really careful because they do take it really seriously Um, yeah it's a tradition if, if you don't ask me saying how many camels Oh, that was the thing. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I think I got to about 120 in the end. Ooh. I started about seven, yeah, something like that. But um, I did say to them, I might be secretly married. I don't even know. Because <laughs> 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 they trade you off, don't they? It's like, a, it's a current, so you have to be really careful. Could have a secret husband, I don't know about. I'm, well, not only, I mean, the revelation of the secret husband you don't even know about, but <laughs> I love the fact that I might now ask the rest of my guests how many camels they think they're worth. Because I, <laughs> I think moving from seven to 120, that is a negotiation. That is upselling. It's I was best. Doing quite well. Apparently, it was quite a good number too. If any of our podcast listeners has an idea of a fair amount of camels that an individual is worth, if they could, uh, if they could write it in the comments. <laughs> Wonderful, <laughs> Kylie. We're gonna we're gonna talk about songs now, and Ooh. we're gonna talk about happy songs. My happy song is "Hoppy Polar" by Sigur Ross, which if you've, mm. if you've not heard it, I'll send you a link to it. And it's just the most uplifting piece of music for me, and it just instantly takes me back. It was actually my uh, a tune that I was playing at my wedding as well, so it takes me back to lots of happy times. What's your happy song and why? I'm trying to think, and it? it's like. I have favourite artists, I think, when I need it. I think, I don't know, I have a particular happy song, but I definitely put favourite artists on. So being that I'm an 80s girl, like I do go back to the old 80s tunes in relation to, I think back then it just seemed to be so much younger and freer. I don't know, you get away with random, there was lots of one-hit wonders and random songs. But I tend to go back to the staple guys of things like U2. I grew up with a lot of random heavy metal, funnily enough, (laughs) because of my brother, thanks to him. For me, it's what music does more than a song. Because obviously for me, I love to just turn music on and dance. So if I get bored at home or whatever, I just go straight to it. And now I've got my first Alexa ever. I was quite proud of that. I walk into the kitchen and obviously now Alexa play Kylie's Hitness. So dancing for me is it. So that's what music does for me, I think, in relation to that. I don't really have a, a specific song. 
I'm a bit of a weird girl because I like all different types of music too. So I love country. People freak out. They love country. If I want to think about home, I go to Kenny Rogers and listen to The Gambler. It's one of my favourite songs. So yeah, I've got a bit of an eclectic taste of music. You've got to know when to hold, know when to fold. Know That's when... it. Yeah. Know when to hold them, when to hold them. And then, yeah, there's words in between. And, yeah. I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. One of, that's one of my favourite. That was makes me think of home. So I always used to think my dad looked a bit like Kenny Rogers. Oh, wow. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because he's always got the beard and the moustache and the long hair. I love country, I love country music as well. You're singing to the converted there. I'm a big folk fan as well and I that I often uh, I often get uh sort of sneered at when I uh, when I mention my my folk roots but it... I'm a blues girl it's definitely blues blues for me I loved it that was one of my favorite destinations was in um Chicago going to all the blues clubs oh wow um, when you get real deep blues music it's brilliant yeah yeah, I always want to go to New Orleans. That's one I've not done yet for good music. I've I've been to New Orleans uh, on a, on, on a work jolly back in the day, <laughs> and this might be a revelation now, but I don't. But the company doesn't exist anymore, and I don't think any of my managers will be likely to be listening to this podcast. However, when we we was there for a four day conference, we didn't go to one thing. We went out. What? We went out on jet boats. We ate in fancy restaurants. We wandered around New Orleans and just drank in bars. It was the best work jolly I have ever been on. I, I think I got about four hours sleep. Kylie Anderson, thank you so much for being on. But we have one last question for you. As regular listeners of this program will know, or new ones, we finish the podcast with a nod to the genius that is Bod. Now, I know coming from your Antipodean roots that you may not be familiar with Bod, and if anyone listening isn't, go and Google Bod on, on or any other platform search engine of your choice, and you'll find that not only how cool Bod is, and Farmer Barlimo, PC Blod, and Aunt Flo, but you'll also find Alberto. And Alberto was a frog conductor, and each week the orchestra would guess what his favourite milkshake is. So, Kylie Anderson... The cash flow queen. <laughs> what is your favourite milkshake? It has to be definitely a thick chocolate one. Made with ice cream? I'm a simple girl. Yeah, it's got to have ice cream and it's got to be really thick. One to one you suck on the straw and you just get it through it's the straw. just proper gloop. Wonderful. Yeah, got to be gloop. Kylie, thank <laughs> you so much for being a guest on the Happy Oxygen podcast. And yeah, I look forward to uh, look forward to hearing more traveling endeavors from you in the future thank you for having me it's been wonderful and i hope your dog walk has gone brilliantly 